Okay. Pleasantly we are live, and I have no idea whether my audio is working or not. By the way, hello, hi there. This is Binati here. As I said, I'll be going one of these days with a notebook, and the day you go. So that is also Binati, but a doodled version of it. So if somebody could let me know whether my audio is working, I'd be very grateful. Uh, this is the first time I'm using headphones, uh, like the headphones that come with the device, uh, because like a stupid kid ate my headphones. I'm not kidding. It took my headphones, put it in its mouth, chewed it, and my headphones are ruined. So there you go. Uh, if somebody could do a hi, hello, you are audible, thing like that, I'd be extremely grateful uh, for the same. Okay, LinkedIn user says hello. Thank you so much, LinkedIn user. I'm guessing this is Sudeshna because she is literally the only person who knows about this live. It's the only one I told, rather informed that there's a live. Hello, Anna. It seems I'm audible. So yay. Uh, oh, thank you so much. I hope you. Uh, thank you for liking it. Essentially, uh, I get this question. Quite a few times, uh, not on LinkedIn, but also like on an academy where I used to teach a while back before they spectacularly sold out, uh, which is notes. You know, notes are very important. And for notes, you need notebooks. Those notebooks can also be like digital notebooks. So if that's your thing, uh, uh, make digital notebooks. I have both. I have digital notebooks. I have analog notebooks. I have notebooks I make on my own, so all of that. Anyway, so this is one of the note uh, notebooks, and as you can see, uh, this notebook started in 2017, and it has, uh, the flower moved. It has ended in 2020, and because this book ended, I was like, okay, let me uh, kind of show it to people. So there are many ways in which you can notes, right? This is the style I prefer. I will uh, take a headline, which is where I will put who the notes are from, as in something I saw, heard, read, which inspired me to write, say, whatever, so, so that you know, you know, you know that you have to assign credit to that thought. So anything that is inspired by whatever it is written, it's noted down. So as to avoid plagiarism, because we do not plagiarize, even thought plagiarism. So yeah, you should always remember the sources of your information, your notes. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I, I have no idea how to pronounce your name. Uh, Bandai Heri Yanto. I hope, uh, I want to mess it up. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for appreciating uh, uh, the mess. Anyway. So you make a note of the sort of inspiration, okay? Because we, as I said, do not even do thought plagiarism. And then you move on to making your notes, right? And then you also do this. This is called tabbing. Now you can uh, purchase uh, specific tabs. Uh, you can, uh, you know, make your own, whatever. But I use washi tape. This amazing thing that Japan came up with because obviously Japan and stationery. This is two things uh, that you have to experience, uh, you know, once uh, in your life. Anyway, so this is a washi tape. 
and I have used washi tapes all the way to tab the notes, you know, so you know, as in it has to be something that works for you. I get what we were disorganized. I also used to be disorganized, but then I got into watching a lot of uh, organization videos and reading a lot of organization books, etc. Uh, so that's where I learned it. So create tabs, you know, create tabs using washi tape so that you know that this is where the new, new thought or new note or thing like that begins. It's simple. It's like a cello tape, but a very pretty cello tape made out of paper. So they uh, tab everything, catalog everything, and uh, also have like an index. So this is my index. And uh, on my Instagram, I kind of uh, show the how to make this. So yeah, you can check out the video there. Uh, you have your index like this. Okay, this is what all your notes are about. As you can see, it's, it's not very organized, but it works for me. So find out if that works for you and stick with it. So this is something I used to do for my Instagram, which probably makes sense because of the aesthetic, right? You've got the, you've got the baby flowers, you've got the tiny little bookshelf. Uh, then uh, you've got uh, this nice little paper. You've got everything looking as pretty possible. Which is not, uh, you know, which is not what it's actually about, but pretty things, you know, I like to have pretty things. So there you go. Thank you so much, Kaja uh, Moinuddin. I hope I didn't mispronounce your name. Uh, I'm glad you like it, same Kumar Singh. Uh, because why can't we have the Instagram aesthetic on LinkedIn, right? Don't have to make everything about our faces. I'm going to put my flowers on the side for a little bit uh, and bring the notes to the uh, center of the frame. Uh, this is just at the end of every notebook that I finish. What I do is, uh, <laughs> yes, Anna, uh, you will definitely get lost reading my notes because, yeah, I am really proud of how amazing my notes are. There's a video of this on YouTube where I've shown like all the 16 odd notebooks I have most of them are notebooks that I made on my own. Oh, I learned how to do Japanese binding and I was like, we have to use this. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I make good notes. I'm proud of that. That's a skill I have. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely share my notes with you. When I come to your house, I'll bring them for you. Right? Enjoy getting lost in them. And so... Coming to uh, this, this is something that I've done from my Instagram in the past, which is whenever I shut off one of these notebooks, right, what I do is I read off my index. And generally, my index has these things. Uh, thanks so much, hidden user, who I'm guessing is either Janki or Sudeshna. Uh, whichever one of you it is, thank you. Uh, oh, thank you so much, Anna. I tried... I, it's not always my creativity. It's like going to YouTube, getting lost there in some kind of a rabbit hole and coming up with some new skills. So yeah, the weird organization, all of that. I saw so many of these videos on YouTube back in the day, you know, anything to not go to college and stay back in your uh, room in the hostel. So yeah, that, that's, that's, that's what it was. Anyway, coming to... Uh, this page, which is uh, this is something I do for the Instagram and the YouTube, which is read out index 
generally this index contains uh, things i need a note on so i don't make notes on things that are bad as in uh, it was so awful this is not in my notes my note contains something interesting i saw in a book something amazing i heard in a podcast something of that sort no so the first one is aaron sorkin's the new group now aaron sorkin is one of my favorite writers he's, he's more of a screen writer uh, but he is so good at sorkinisms he writes from the heart okay, his writing doesn't make practical sense uh, as in you can't have a 100% well informed electorate that only votes on issues and doesn't vote on labels but it feels so good when you have times like these so yeah of every time i watch or rewatch an aaron sorkin show because of course i rewatch it playing in the newsroom uh, like you can't be a sort of fan of doing that i take notes and there's some new things i discover so yeah that's that's uh, essentially call this a list of recommendations made by a world of web nerd so there you go <laughs> then there is this amazing ted talk by jaron lenior Uh, Lanier, who is referred to as the father of VR, virtual reality, and uh, he talks about how we need to remake the internet. And this, this was before the social dilemma and all this movement that we have on democracy. All of this, Jaron Lanier has been talking about this issue since forever. And the first time I heard about the uh, internet having some problem. Like, undertones to it was before the whole anonymous things happened uh, anonymous uh, movement happened occupy was street all of that before all of that jaron was saying about this and one of his ted talks is kind of proof you know that bill gates ted talk that he surfaced during the pandemic something like that he predicted everything that we are seeing wrong with the tech in a flipping ted talk so yeah this is this was very uh, very amazing to to in retrospect then there is salman rushdie's night children which is a great take on magical realism and also a kind of different commentary on the way partition and all of that happened a different take you know a take fueled by emotions and reality simultaneously so yeah you could read then i was uh, researching uh, science fiction angles for a book that i am currently working on science fiction book which is where all the a chandler books uh, come in so it's the hard way up contraband from uh, out of space spartan planet all of this this was all uh, research mode for uh, science fiction writing because again uh, you have your uh, thank you so much rohit pal you have your uh, common uh, everyday fiction books that we've all heard about very popular for obvious reasons uh, like he chaikas guide galaxy all these these are great science fiction books but we don't have sci-fi bit explained the way that you know you'd typically want from science fiction we get more of his fiction so i was looking into books that would have more of science as well because i wanted to do a balance and uh, of course i am failing spectacularly in doing so right now i am working on my book but 
to to create something you also have to experience something now i can't go in outer space and uh, you know live uh, the outer space life it is not yet so living vicariously through the other people is what i can do so all of these science fiction books they were great uh, science fiction not fiction but they were good on the science so there you go then i think most of my indian uh, friends know about sacred games a uh, very good book uh, don't know about the show but yeah, i had had some very punchy dialogue and the reason why i also note down good dialogue from tv shows is tv shows is writing that definitely sells okay nothing in this world is as popular as movies uh, or tv shows these days so if you figure out how those do those kinds of writing work you can probably fix loopholes in the work that you do that that's just a theory of mine which is why i also take notes from tv shows and as uh, i already know i also take notes during conversations we have because it's like okay hold on a minute i need to write the something today you said and i'm going to hold it for whenever it is you write a book or something because uh having conversations and then like forgetting about them is just just not my thing so yeah i i i always have notes uh, going on with me so yeah i am pretty weird i know but uh, if you want to be a writer you know you have to be on all the time in the sense that uh, you don't want to forget something you saw or you don't want to like miss out on a great idea you some of your friends had and like just let it go because uh, yeah i i i agree uh, it's a great point like i realized this while reading the chandler books it's like uh, uh we we see and hear so much but then we just let it go so yeah i take notes from tv shows also coming to the next one you have black black unicorn by tiffany haddish now this was a very immature book okay like uh, she doesn't give you any uh <laughs> yeah exactly that's the one i was talking about what about taking notes from zoo that exactly what i was talking about which is when i am having conversations with friends and someone says something awesome i'll be like oh hold on let me get my creepy notes <laughs> and yeah and so what this is about because i have taken some creepy notes during uh, calls uh, we have had uh, so yeah uh it's it's very helpful for when in fact because when you have great conversations you're bound to have great insights right and if you're just going to let it go and leave it to your brain party brain uh, yeah they might fly away these i don't want that so yeah i'm holding uh, some lines down for you guys as well as you already know uh, whenever it is you decide to write a book just hit me up and i'll share share the photograph of the call notes so there you go <laughs> okay coming back to where i left it off for book but it was a book that spoke to the heart okay like the last black unicorn is the story of tiffany haddish's life how she came from nothing very sad life and uh, became one of the most uh, like hilarious body comedians out there right and it it's not a 
book in the sense of what you expect out of good books but it's a book that you in the feel and to me that's a good book oh yes i'm hoping you'd love this that probably all your friends anna so there you go <laughs> anyway so moving on we have uh, the man in the high castle so the man in the high castle is also a tv show i didn't see all of it i really like the premise and i don't want to spoil it but this is great alternate reality type of a thing and it kind of gave me an idea for a short story which i'm sitting i have started working on it because a lot of it feels like completely inspired from the tv show and again as i said i do not plagiarize i don't like to plagiarize so it's like what you know if you can't make a distinction between inspired by and don't do it so yeah i did get the idea but i haven't really done anything about that idea when the wire so a lot of people were like you have to watch the wire it's a great show about uh, police and how they go after organized crime and yeah i can totally see the hype because uh, we we don't realize the kind of manpower that goes behind catching like these big criminals and uh, articles or documentaries they don't do justice to the actual process and to the actual humans involved in that entire uh, situation so yeah watching the show was one rabbit hole that led me to another like these channels and what weird things people do with police scanners the wire tap etc etc so yeah that was a great show not just for the idris alba actor sorry <laughs> but uh, also for the topic uh, factor anyway moving on have, oh my god this is one great book from india that you have read it's called the cowboys of raw raw for those of you who don't know is the research and analytical wing of india it's the indian cia okay uh, down the memory lane by b raman so b raman was uh, unfortunately it's late b raman now but uh, okay. i think i'm messing it up i i, I don't really know but yeah are uh, cowboys cow stands for aran cow who is referred to as the the guy that prepared this the research and analytical wing right so india didn't of course we are we are kind of a new country we we were born in 1947 and uh, since then we have been like you know uh, going through adversity after adversity be it a famine be it the partition be it so many things uh, so how is it that we are relatively from external uh, external kind of attacks and stuff like that this book kind of was a great insight to that because why we love to criticize like we the indians we love to criticize our army for some of the things that they do what we don't realize is for uh, for for almost everything that we see there are so many things that we don't see right like we know about the terror attacks of 2611 but we don't know about the thousands of other terror attacks that were plotted courtesy of raw and the indian military and paramilitary and all the other uh, things involved so me personally i was very clueless about this because uh, i am i am not into war like like the left liberal in my name is really left liberal so of, of course war isn't uh, something i think about a lot 
uh, but it kind of made me think because when when we become an ostrich with our eyes and you know go into the sand, we miss out on so much. So yeah, amazing book. If you are interested into Indian history, uh, you should check out Cowboys of Raw. Down the memory in my journal. Menas Tahir. Oh my God, I can't pronounce the back part. Uh, I don't really know how to pronounce it, but yeah, Menas Tahir. Thank you so much. Uh, I hope uh, uh, you forgive me for messing up your name. I'm really bad at names. I apologize. Uh, then I went on a Jeffrey Archer spree because I was traveling. When I travel, I read very, very easy books. As in books that i won't get bored of read, reading books that uh, that have a lot of fast moving so jeffrey archer is an expert at that jeffrey archer i think dan brown too like you know light books like that uh, books that are not really much of a strain on your head but again the reason the notes on this exist in uh, and this is this is by the way this is my traveling notebook this is not a notebook that the notebooks i have in my house they are bigger the traveling notebook has to be small because i don't have those big ass purses i have a small purse so small purse requires small notebook <laughs> there you go uh, the reason why the notes on books like this you know prodigal daughter and shall we tell the president uh, the collected short stories by jc archer only tangled tales by jc archer uh, uh, Essentially, what that does is you see how those books are so popular when you read them, and then uh, it plays on every stereotype in the in the book. It uh, kind of uses this very catchy way of moving plot around, which is which is aspirational. Like you don't really want to recreate, but you have so much fun reading it that you can't put it down. You know what I mean? So yeah, I I read Cain and Abel years back, and then I heard that Cain and Abel had a sequel, and uh, <laughs> that was the prodigal daughter. So I had to read it, and uh, I had to enjoy these books because, as I said, they make for light reading. You really enjoy the plot uh, without the logic. Oh, thank you so much, Yogeshwar Dubey. Uh, I love how you think that. Oh my God! Of course, you know this is there is this great book. Uh, how? Uh, hold on, let me find the name so I don't mess it up. Uh, it's called uh, How to Read Book. Uh, it's and it's by uh, J. Butler. Okay, this is one book that uh, you know you guys can check out because unfortunately, courtesy of social media, reading has become this thing which is you have to do it for the show and not. For what reading is actually supposed to be about, which is enlightenment. You read because you want to be enlightened, right? You want to figure something out that wasn't even on your radar. Which is why I read all sorts of books. Like even if it is YA, I am not really uh, the young adult uh, genre, but I still read it because you never know, right? You never know what a book might have in store for you. So if you have a bias against something and you don't read it that's you losing out yeah i do love to read uh, things that don't i don't necessarily relate to because that's where the thought processes lie like we won't have that many possible things we know because we already know them like you know what i mean 
so yeah uh, and i love that uh, you are also very similar in that regard even if you don't acknowledge it <laughs> so there you go uh, one more reason uh, into why we are friends uh, moving on uh, there's a ted talk and guys you have to see the ted talk because specifically if you are a certain age like if you are above 30 and you keep whinging about or whining about you know you keep whining about these young people these days stuff like that what, what you guys don't realize is yeah, most young people today were born in privilege okay we were born in these happy prosperous times everything was fun and suddenly life kind of hit us in the face with inflation and all these weird things it which is that that's why millennials are complaining they were not born in disparity they were born in prosperity and now they are living in disparity so before many generation what you had was people had shittier childhood and then they improved their lives as they grew up now it's reverse people had great childhood and then it became increasingly shitty okay that's why many are complaining so much and uh, radgar's talk has nothing to do with this his talk is poverty isn't a lack of character it's a lack of cash so radgar begin has this amazing book which is a book you have to read called utopia for realists okay this is an amazing book i highly highly recommend reading this book because these these weird weird presuppositions about why people are poor people are not poor or lazy okay not all of them some of them might be but we have so many poor people because there is a cash problem right or more more specifically there is a hoarding problem and there is a version of society that hoards money opportunities right all of these things we can fix that it's easily fixable with few tweaks in our social system but we don't even consider it because having this conversation puts you down this oh it's a millennial it likes to complain kind of a thing no one is willing to have like enlightened conversations around these things so radga breton bregman's tech talk uh, poverty isn't a lack of character it's a lack of cash was my introduction to radga bregman like, i had no idea uh, historian economist exists but radga is one of those he is a dutch historian uh who specializes only in money in the sense that money in the historical sense of the word money so do go okay anna has something uh did you notice a decrease in reading fiction and increase of knowledge popularity oh of course i did because uh, you know fiction is fiction like you know it is fiction and then we have ott which is like netflix and stuff like that so you are consuming fiction while you are watching stuff you are consuming fiction while you are reading stuff i think that has put off a lot of people from consuming fiction because in the back of your head you know someone's already going to make a series or movie out of this soon enough like uh, i am in conversation with a few book agents and uh, this is literally in the book agents pitch Uh, which is uh, they're gonna convert the book that you haven't even started writing. They're going to negotiate that deal in advance for the TV series or a documentary. It is so weird. 
So yeah, I have noticed that there is a decrease in reading fiction and an increase in non-fiction popularity. But non-fiction itself is, you can verify almost everything you read because it's based off of reality or speculative reality, right? So I, I have definitely noticed it. And I used to be a non-fiction. I don't read a lot of fiction anymore. I'm mostly into non-fiction because Again, I like to confirm the things uh, that I'm reading. And in the back of my head, I know the series already exists. Which, by the way, I, I, I saw that Sally Rooney TV series you recommended. Oh my God. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't even know how she wrote that into a book. So yeah, I have bought that book and I'm planning to, uh, I'm planning to read uh, the book too. Because after watching the TV series, I'm really intrigued to how she covered this rhetoric in a book. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, you know, that was my blah blah about fiction and non-fiction. Moving on is originally by Dan Brown. I like Dan Brown, so I read all Dan Brown books. You can sue me, I don't care. Uh, but yeah, you. Then you have Profiles of the Future by Arthur Clarke. Uh, Arthur Clarke, Arthur Clarke is a writer, a, a, very prolific writer for a reason. When he writes, uh, the things you read, they'll make sense to you. You're like, ah, it, it makes sense. I want to know more. So there you go. Uh, I think this is fiction as well. Reading fiction is one of the most efficient methods. You're right. But the thing is, fiction these days, you know, the other reason that I didn't want to mention, but now that you brought up, I'll mention one. The reason I've stopped reading fiction the fiction that is being created these days is so morose or it is so immature, right? So either people, either it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, the spectrum is uh, 50 shades of gray to 1984. This is the spectrum. You have very immature romantic or you have dystopian uh, novellas that put you in a sort of depressive mood. So, other reason I have stopped reading fiction, I do read a lot of classic uh, I recently completed Circe uh, by, or Kerki, however you pronounce it, by Madan which is about uh, the goddess Paki, uh, witch, so to speak. And uh, I loved it. I loved reading every second of that book. But uh, modern fiction, Modern fiction is so weird. As I said, it's a 50 shades of grey to 1984 scale. And I don't want to be extremely pissed at wasting time reading 50 shades type books. And I don't want to be sad by reading 1984 type books. So I made a choice for my health uh, with regards to not reading a lot of modern fiction unless it seems uh, something in my alley. Because books affect me. Books are two true, true incidents. Uh, there was a cyclone type thing that happened in Mumbai when I was going with a friend to Mangalore. And we were stuck on the Mumbai railway station. Uh, and I was reading Thousand Splendid Sons by Kaj And I'm crying. Okay, I'm crying on the railway station with a Kindle in my hand. 
so this nice punjabi girl calm and he's like peter don't worry you'll be able to go home i had to explain to uncle uncle no i'm not crying because i can't go home i'm crying because this book is really sad so yeah books affect me so books affect me more than cyclones and being stuck in railway stations for hours uh so yeah uh coming to what anna said sally rooney was a revelation i i don't doubt it because i saw all this and i haven't read it but i'm planning to uh it's in my february tbr to be ready so there you go conversation with friends as well as novel going to read both uh but uh yeah it is a revelation no doubt about that and uh, keep going back to the classics yes i i stop right because it's like they're classics for a reason and you can see it you can see while you read them why they're classics for a reason uh, i love i love a sad book too with this why i was reading it while traveling and crying and traveling and crying oh uh, you go almost every color you see i've cried in public while reading which says something about the skill of that doesn't it he, he writes oh this with so much emotion it's like you can't help if you don't cry at these books like your heart made of stone anyway we have chernobyl the tv show so chernobyl the tv show if you haven't watched it you have to watch it very sad obviously chernobyl the topic itself tells you how sad it is and uh, I I don't really know how to pronounce the name Alexander Stana Svetlonia I I have no idea but the book called Voices of Chernobyl okay the TV series is largely based on uh, that book and I had read that book and I was I was gobsmacked by reality being written down in a book because we often forget you know the human cost to tragedies like chernobyl and uh, the book shows you the stories and then you watch this tv series and you realize that oh my god so many people actually went through this and to this day they probably don't have closure because the government even ussr you know they they won't really admit to so many things They, they they definitely didn't have any closure to this entire uh, sad thing that happened so chernobyl the hbo tv series is one of the best tv screen writing i have seen in my life because uh, they use again this is probably a little bit of a controversial opinion but they use the fact that the audience is not well informed to their merit so spectacularly it is it is amazing to watch so yeah that's one tv series that you should check out uh, then there's uh, george carlin stand up so i i had a rant okay it's an article i worked on uh, it was a rant on climate change uh, it's up on my website nitishade.com uh, on the blogs bit because essays the essays i write they have nuance the blogs they're mostly opinion so the rant i did and that's where i stumbled across the george carlin uh, stand up bit where he goes oh uh, the earth will be fine humanity though the earth will wipe us off like a bad case of flu and i was like oh my god it's a comedian i have to know more so i went through all of his stand up and uh, 
oh my god as the man got it right. uh it was it was amazing so yeah i went through all of carlin stand ups i could find and i watched him then this born a crime by trevor noah this is a spectacular book this is a book i did not really expect to learn much from but i did because trevor noah if you are a fan of his uh, of his youth i watch it on youtube about its original on comedy central i think of the daily show with trevor noah he he does this thing called between the where he talks about some very non funny real life things and the kind of nuance that he does it with i don't know whether he does it on his own or whether the screen writer does it for him i have no idea but the nuance that you see in between the scenes kind of made me go okay let me see how he has written the story of his life and oh my god he's done it so well and there are so many things that and i think this holds true for the book series that i have done with my friends called vision we forget the universality of the human experience so africa during apartheid and post apartheid uh, or apartheid however it's pronounced Uh, all these things you as an indian living in india dealing with brown skin uh, even if we are a predominantly brown country uh, i'm still given a lot of ex from family members and such about become fair uh, apply this on your face and you will probably become white and it's like oh my god no uh, get over people uh, but yeah we think that this is this is just a thing about the race we are born with but often often it's it's not just race and this book coming from somebody who deals with the race issue on a different level because in africa we forget that even black on black crime is a big thing uh, similarly black on white crime white on black it, it, it's all over the place so when you have a half half, uh, half white half black you probably going to see discrimination there for sure because it's like you don't really have a club you could belong to so the kind of nuance that i got from this book i could relate to it a lot even if i'm not a half and i'm not a mixed race i am 100% indian uh, i i relate to a lot of it in terms of uh, discrimination gender based discrimination color based discrimination social so social discrimination as in you're from a middle class family you are a gujarati what would you know stuff like this so yeah this was this was good book then there is a, a ted talk called how to change behavior gradually this is also like a, an article i have done it's in the essay section on vinitysheet.com or uh, how do good ideas go awry so dan really he writes great research papers and generally he does it with other scientists like lots of them uh, i think he does it to maintain nuance and i really appreciate about that uh, appreciate that about him and the research papers that he does so i i read one of his research papers which which he talks about in this ted talk uh, which is uh, again you can check out my article i am doing little bit of clickbait here <laughs> go to vinitysheet.com essays how good ideas go awry 
uh, that talks about the research that is done by Danary. It's it's mostly about how we be, nobody is bad. Like every person in history, they they had a good intention at heart, uh, and then things started going wrong spectacularly. So yeah, that that study kind of shows how and why. Then there's Inferno by Dan Brown. As I said, I read every Dan Brown book. Then Batman Darkly by Nolan. This too, Christopher Nolan. In my, in not just my opinion, like so many people have this opinion. He's a great, he's a great director. Like he's a great leader, I think, because everyone that works with him, kind of, uh, whether it's the person who does the sound. Whether it's the actors, whether it's the cinematographers, all of it. He just knows how to get people to give their best. I think. And uh, the Dark Knight trilogy had color. I think done used very symbolically. So yeah, this is what I've made notes about in all the all the three Batman movies. I'm a Batman fan. <laughs> Apologies uh, if, if yeah. So, that's that's uh, what it is. In the shape of story by Kurt Vonnegut. So this and uh, Aristotle's poetics. If you are a writer, okay. If you are a writer, these are two things that I recommend you check out immediately because uh, the kind of nuance you get in these in these essay type things that they're they're not really books. They are more like long form content. So yeah, check check that out for sure. Uh, then there's Made in Heaven. Uh, it's it's a series in India by a director I admire a lot, named Joya. Episode. So essentially, you should check it out. And I apologize if the video because somebody called me. Even if my phone is airplane mode, I don't know how they did that. It was probably a FaceTime. Anyway, moving on, there is uh, Mold Brown, more Aaron Sorkin, Westworld again for sci-fi. Uh, the Prince by Nicolo Machiavelli, and you should also read Machiavelli's The Prince because it is one of those books that uh, that kind of shows you. A retrospect in history that nothing else probably would. And there's Yes Please by Amy Poehler. If you want to see a book written in a funny way, uh, this is one thing you definitely check out uh, because writing humor is very difficult. Even if it is humor that has to be acted out, it, it, it's difficult. So the fact that it has been done so well uh, tells you a lot about the skill of the writer. <laughs> there is Yuval Noah Harari's coronavirus article. Uh, oh, 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 this is one thing. It, I think it came in Financial Times. And uh, you, you, you should definitely uh, read that article. And so many, he, he wrote this article with the way, during the first lockdown. So the fact that he predicted so many things to the T, right? And he's not Bill Gates, he doesn't have access to so much information. He's, he's just a historian, right? And the fact that he did it tells you so much about this person. 
uh, I did not manage to finish. Yeah, it's boring. It's very boring. Uh, but but if you are like into history, I am into history a lot. Uh, and especially the Medici family, Medici family, so uh, so weird, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, I I found Medici family to be very fascinating. So I I I have read a little bit into the European history side of things, uh, which is why reading the Prince was not as boring to me, even with the historical context involved, because Machiavelli uses a lot of lot of lot of actual history while writing, and and this is this is popular speculation, which is that Machiavelli wrote that book to give favor of the king that exiled him, right? Uh, he wanted to get back to being a diplomat, uh, which he was not able to do, obviously. But yeah, uh, I understand. Then uh, there is another comment, which is Anna again. Thank you so much for doing the whole thing, Anna. Uh, if I haven't uh, appreciated uh, you already, I do. I appreciate you so much. Ferrari uh, is amazing. Oh, I have read all of his books. I have also purchased his graphic novel. Uh, he has done a graphic novel about saving. It is amazing. Okay, like uh, check it out. It's funny. This is something you don't expect Harari to be, but he is. So yeah, that's the only one of his works that I haven't read. The Sapiens, the graphic novel, but I, I, I'll complete it soon enough before February comes around. And he is amazing. Uh, I also love listening to uh, the conversation he puts out on his YouTube channel. Uh, he 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 feels like a white person, not just in book but in real life. So there's that. Uh, yeah, everything related to the Renaissance is fascinating. I, I agree. I, I love it. I love I I love everything about uh, history. Uh, if I'm being very honest, whether it's Indian history, Japanese history, uh, <laughs> European history, yeah, history is fascinating. It shows you what not to do, and we do the same thing. Again and again. Anyway, uh, then there's uh, the Jack Carr series, Terminal List to Believers, Sabbath Sun. So I heard Jack Carr on Joe Experience when he talks about being in armed military service, finally plotting a book novel. And it, it, it's not a great series, but you will not want to put it down. So this is one of the modern books I enjoy reading. And I'm waiting on part four and five to come out. And uh, when I kind of PM'd uh, Jackar on Instagram, being like, please bring Reese. Reese is the titular character of book to India. And he was like, I'm thinking about it. And I was like, oh my God, So <laughs> there you go. The author is nice. He replies to people who read his book on Instagram. Uh, apparently on Twitter too. So there you go. Uh, and for those of you who don't like reading books and just watching the movies, uh, uh, this one, Chris, Chris, Chris Pratt is going to play uh, Reed and there's going to be an unknown TV series or movie about this book. So there you go. Have fun with it whenever it comes out. Oh, 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 oh next one is a book that I have read in English. And I'm so fascinated by this book that I picked it up and read it in Japanese. And I, I, I think this one is probably the next Murakami. We like she's going to do it. She's become the next Murakami. 
uh, or the next Kazuo Ishiguro. And uh, she is going to be in every book recommendation or author series list ever. She's called Meiko Kawakami. And her book, Breast and Eggs, is fascinating in the, in the sense that it is so honest. Okay, like uh, those of you who are not data, you guys don't really know how gender dynamics are so different in Asia from what it is in the West. Right, so the East and the West quite literally uh, in terms of gender dynamics uh, differs in our respective countries. And it applies to something like if you want to adopt a child or you want to have a child via non-natural methods, it's so hard to do that in Asia uh, compared to in the West. Uh, like, the, the way she captures that phenomena in a fictional book, the way she captures how, despite being poor, we have to put on like this thing about uh, being prosperous because otherwise, you know, you will catch a lot of crap from family and friends and all of that. The way she has captured this, uh, it is, it is, you have to read Breast and Eggs by Mirko Kawakami. Uh, if you read Japanese, if you understand Japanese, I, I don't really speak a lot of Japanese, but I understand and read a lot of it. The way she changes between accents, it is one of the most spectacular things I've seen a writer do ever. And uh, dialects actually, not accents, dialects. She shifts dialects in the book and she doesn't do it very directly, but the way she does it, it implies such a subtle message. I think, I think that is such a rare skill. So yeah, you should check out Meiko Kawakami's book. Breast and Eggs is the best work so far. And I'm sure she's going to come up with so much more in the future. So, Gamba uh, Tene uh, on that. Thank you so much, Dharampa Singh Kyagi. I'm glad you liked this speech. I wanted to do something like this uh, on LinkedIn because uh, uh, this is my job. This is literally my job, writing, reading, writing, reading, talking about these things. And I thought, why not? Even if the aesthetic doesn't include my face, it has my hand in it. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, I'm glad uh, you like it. Uh, I love the book in the Yes, I love the book in the notes too. Uh, moving on to the next one, which is uh, the Ajuro Experience Podcast with Nawal Ravika. And I think that based on Nawal Ravika's book, people are going to kind of freak the heck out and buy that book immediately because the kind of knowledge he drops during this podcast and he has a whole Twitter series about how you can get rich instead of just saying have passion in and then that's it. He actually goes into detail. So, yeah, this is, this is a podcast. I have taken a lot of notes from that podcast. Then you have uh, Kylie Reads, uh, Such a Funny. This, this was a good book to read about, uh, uh, so to speak, because, again, we don't have uh, black on white races. Uh, okay, uh, bye, Anna. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I'll go back to what I was saying. We don't really have race-based racism in India. We have more like caste-based casteism. 
right? We have a higher caste, lower caste stuff like that. Not very uh, direct, but very passive-aggressive stuff. In some places, it becomes very direct, but like that's very vague. Uh, similarly, to see that in in the in the states, that happens with 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 states. It it was it was nice in the sense of it was it was good to know that human beings should find ways to be shitty to each other uh, everywhere by using different logic. In India, we've come up with caste, and in the states, they have come with caste. So there you go. People being shitty, uh, 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 a regular day, so to speak. Uh, moving on, there's the death of time by Sayalani. Have to thank a Linden connection and uh, now soul sister for that. She told me if you have five others, you have to read this fantasy. And I was like, oh, too cold to read fantasy. And she was like, you have to read fantasy for me. Do it, do it. And I was like, oh, fine, I'll do. It. And 48 hours later, <laughs> 48 hours later, I'm Yeah, I'm a fan. So that's a fan fiction uh, about Sirius uh, Black and Hermione Granger. Yes, I know it's not weird, but you have to read it to know what I'm talking about. So yeah, it was it was fun time to read, so to speak. You you the 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 guilty pleasure part of your brain will activate everywhere with uh, the rhetoric, so to speak. So there you go. Like that's my book, Dark Week. Uh, I obviously read my book, not just while editing it, but after editing it as well, because I was like, oh, I, I, I can't be one of those kids that doesn't buy their own book. So I bought my own book and I read it. And uh, I took some notes from it. Primarily the notes I took were where I could improve. Because while the book uh, is nice, there are so many places where it can be improved. So one of these days, yeah, I'm going to get to uh, talk to all my co-authors and we're going to launch version 2 of the book uh, again on Kindle Direct Publishing. Because, yeah, we don't want to pay more money to the publishing houses uh, than they already have. Leonardo da Vinci. So, I went on a da Vinci channel about six months ago. Uh, I've always been a fan of or Da Vinci, but what I didn't really know was Da Vinci was a pedophile, right? So, I read Srikant's reader. Uh, what I didn't know was Da Vinci was a pedophile. I was like, I cannot believe Leonardo Da Vinci is a pedophile. Like, you know, you don't want your load to be flawed, degenerate, if that word. So, I looked up as much as I could, and in doing so, I found out something which I didn't really find out, but yeah. So yeah, I admire Leonardo da Vinci, the thinker, the artist, the painter, but not the person anymore. <laughs> That's what the note is about, disappointing sound, sad cat sound. So it was so upsetting to find out that. Da Vinci wasn't as amazing as you'd want him to be as a person. Then my page ran out, so I took a little note and used it and attached it to it. There's Earth Children's Series by Jen All. 
this is a great book uh, if you are into understanding anthropological history and uh and what i mean is this is not a non fiction book this is a fiction book right? if you want to really understand something if you turn story if you turn to story you will understand them more right like okay i i i will do a youtube video about it soon enough like a video essay but on maps on the olden maps they used to put sea monsters okay they used to put sea monsters on a map to kind of denote this is an area you don't go to so around sarvaidi which is a gigantic like whirlpool type situation they had put sea monsters who eat men sailors eat men literally there's no there's no sea there basically it's a whirlpool that will So this is what uh, history used to do, right? And so tell people that I don't go there; it is dangerous. Because if you tell that to people, young teenagers will be like, "No, no, I'll do it. I'll go there," and then they will die. So instead, they came up with monsters and myths and legends to dissuade people from going to these places. Uh, but then, obviously, Odysseus, <laughs> Odysseus went and defeated Scylla. Uh, but we don't talk about that. right now that is for the youtube thing uh story was so much easier to relate to and earth children series in that regard i think did a spectacular job by creating a sapien that lived with a neanderthal then moved away from neanderthal and lived with other sapiens right and when we really think about it uh there are so many things we take for granted in our daily existence like speech for instance medicine for instance what to eat what not to eat all these we are salt salt right salt what we forget that was not available people had to live near the ocean or know that you have to lick mineral rocks stuff like this so yeah the this series does a spectacular job in humanizing the neanderthal to sapiens transition so yeah if you are into those topics it's a good fictional series i'd recommend then this this is sources of academic volume 1 a linkedin connection actually recommended this book uh, i i i don't really know how to pronounce her name so i'm not even going to try but so at uh, university in japan and i asked her about uh, the mixture of shintoism and buddhism uh, which is practiced in japan and she was like instead of me answering your question why don't you check out this book so i did read volume 1 volume 2 i haven't read yet because it was quite inspiring uh, and it was a very fascinating glance at japanese uh, in, in the mythological sense of the word right because uh, as i said every culture has gods and goddesses and like monsters and myths and legends and stuff like that and there is like corners of truth and reality to that as well so it was it was great to read this book uh, with context of of history in you know. Then there's a Seth Godin's podcast. I went on a podcast. Three. Listen to a lot of those. That was fun. 
he he is the ultimate freelancer is so yeah uh, i i i took many many notes from the things that he did because purple cow has to be one of the single most fascinating uh, analogies i have seen period like i think we created a better analogy than purple cow and for him to do that not just as a marketer but as a writer there has to be so many levels of insight involved so obviously his podcast drops knowledge so heard a lot of those then bought his master class now waiting to watch his master class whenever i get the chance lastly is my output management by andrew grove this former uh, ibm ceo uh, come person who brought ibm to the map he has some uh, great 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 management techniques i need to learn management because i'm very bad at time management i cannot manage time so yeah that's why predominantly why i wanted to read that book and i'm glad that i did i completed it today itself this why this notebook got over so there you go make notes okay as possible always remember to note down who the notes are from right like so so that you don't uh, end up unconsciously copying someone else's idea uh, so that when you are acknowledging people uh, in your books essays articles etc etc you know exactly you have to thank because literally if somebody inspires you and you don't thank them that's you being so so ungrateful right so make notes properly organized notes and uh, if there's any questions leave those in the comments i'll reply to them whenever i can or whenever linkedin gives me a notification cuz it has been giving me notifications till one week later which is so weird if you give notifications give it now no but anyway so that's it for this live so i hope you enjoyed the instagram uh, rhetoric the graphic that this live has and uh, i hope you like my tiny little bookshelf i need to say this is a bookshelf from uh, from a how do i say this like somebody's wedding invitation ka cover okay so there you go so i'm going to end the live now thank you so much for joining me bye bye if you haven't already find me on all the platforms linkedin instagram facebook youtube uh, etc etc uh go to my website binishi.com if you have the time if you have any feedback feel free to drop the feedback to me my newsletter and all that hasn't activated yet but when i do uh, sign up for my newsletter and if you want you can become my patreon but again that all hasn't activated yet as soon as i do i'll let you guys know in a linkedin post i'll let you guys know in a linkedin post damn alert There you go. So, bye-bye now. Have a good day. Thank you so much for joining.